0: What's up everybody? This is Eduardo, uh, your host of Beyond Every Toy Out. This is episode 9. We're here with Benjamin.
1: How's it going guys? This is Benjamin at Benny on Instagram.
0: Me, Xavier Puente,
2: uh, aka at that custom guy on Instagram. Uh, I'm George Dixon, One Shots World GD on uh, Instagram. uh, 50 year old toy geek. (laughs) <laughs> see see see! It's it's been a while. Uh, we've been wanting to have
1: George Dixon here on the on the podcast, and you know we finally got him. We cornered him here at the at the toy show that we're having right now, and uh, we finally got him.
2: Hey uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, Eduardo had uh, talked to me about this uh, quite a few times, and you know I just never had the chance to make it out. But today we made it happen, and uh, I told him he might need an extra battery because uh, I could talk toys all day long. So. Uh, Hopefully I got some stories Morning. that I can share for you and hopefully uh, some of the stuff you might find interesting. Uh,
0: uh, thank you guys uh, for listening. I just wanted to appreciate everything that you guys do uh, for us as a community. We're here to uh, be united and today um, George wanted to give you guys a quick tip. So without further ado, I'll let him get started with that and then after that we'll head on with the stories.
2: All right, all right. So what, what he's talking about is uh, uh, I got a little quick toy tip for you guys. Um I don't know if you guys know, the, the Lighter Fluid is a uh, toy collector's uh, friend. Uh, by that, what I mean is uh, there's a brand. It's got a red top. It's a yellow um, uh, yellow container. It's a uh, uh, Ronsonol. Um, you can find it at Walmart in the section behind where they sell the cigarettes and stuff. Basically, it's Lighter Fluid. And uh, uh, you ask, you know, what does Lighter Fluid have to do with toys? Um, you, have, uh, you ever buy a collection of toys and they got the old price tags on them and uh, the old 3 for 10 KB's uh, uh, price tags and uh, you know and here you are trying to get a you know a little higher price for the toy. Visually uh, uh, the toy is nice you still got that little price tag on there so you know to a potential customer that you're trying to get a classic toy and you're trying to get a higher, command a higher price let's say 10, 15 dollars or something and they're looking down and hey man you just paid you got these two for five bucks. Well you know that was 20 years ago and you know possibly the value of the toy has gone up so what I'm saying is you can take this lighter fluid you can pour it on a cardboard backer or any any plastic uh, um, uh, item and it will not harm the backer card at all as a matter of fact uh, while the guys are here uh, I got uh, one of Javier's uh, um, car display cases and he's got a price tag on it and I've already showed Ben Ben knows how it works now. You can simply pour it; it does zero to the cardboard that it's on. You pour a little bit of the lighter fluid, and you just let it set for maybe, you know, 10, 20 seconds. Uh, what it does is it deteriorates uh, or it eats the way the glue on the price tag. Um, it also, as another uh, uh, tip, it works great as a polish. You can simply take a little bit of lighter fluid on some dirty uh, bubble cards. You pour just a tiny bit on there. Use a napkin, use a towel, whatever. And as you can see, well, you can't see. (laughs) They'll tell you, they'll tell you. They'll attest to what I'm doing.
1: It looks like a brand new package. It looks, yeah. Yeah. Pretty clean, man. Yeah,
2: pretty clean. So it's just another way, you know, uh, a lot of us are doing these little toy shows, you know, setting up tables, putting toys for sale. Uh, Presentation is part of your marketing. You know, when somebody comes to look at one of your toys, one of your figures, one of your little box Lego sets, they look at it, and uh, if it looks appealing, chances are they'll buy it. Um, if it doesn't look so appealing, you're gonna have to make some deals and say, "Hey, I'll knock another, you know, couple few few dollars off." But uh,
0: did you did you mention to them where they can? Yeah, they yeah.
2: So okay. Walmart, yeah, Walmart behind the section where they have um, uh, uh, cigarettes uh, and the the lighter stuff. So as you can see, it starts it's to peel off. Off.
1: It's coming right off,
2: comes right off, you take your little napkin, nice. you take your napkin, it Wipe does off. zero to the cardboard, it, 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 it will not hurt it, so you have all classic toys yeah, and you think you're worried about, uh, nah it's going to damage it, I, 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 I guarantee you it's not going to damage it, you know, um, it'll take a blister card, take all that gummy residue when somebody uh, took the price tag off and it's left with that uh, tacky residue um pour a little bit of that lighter fluid on it rub it down uh with a with a napkin paper towel or a, a little rag and you're good to go you know you're solid you're brand new once again so that's my little toy tip
0: i knew i knew uh you guys were talking about uh some of your experiences in the past and how it all started so yeah. I, now it's my turn i want to hear it on the first hand. <laughs> okay
1: okay yeah george me uh i was asking you earlier like you know how did you or what was the first thing you collected yeah, or what did you simple. start okay okay
2: collect, <laughs> So for me, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and throw my age out there. I'm a 50-year-old uh, plastic crack addict. Uh, when, I, when I was a little kid, we lived in Los Angeles, and uh, this might have been about 1973. I was five years old, and uh, uh, my Tio Kiko and my Tia Annie used to live in the front of us. We lived in the back duplex. They used to, uh, my Aunt Gloria used to take me to uh, up the road... Uh, about half a mile I'd walk with her to the store Grocery store And next door there was a uh, five and dime store It was called T.G.M.Y., And um, they had Migos So in 1973 Migos were You know uh, They were the hot toys of its time You know, They were, they were fully articulated They had cloth clothes um, they, they came um, um, I think they had accessories <clears throat> But there, there was play sets So Migo, the Migo Corporation was huge um, they had downs, downsized from, uh, not them as a, as a company, but as far as marketing went. The big toys were, in 1964, was uh, G.I. Joe, which was, uh, you know, Army, you know, uh, World, uh, uh, World War II, Vietnam. And then, because of the war left such a bad taste in everybody's mouth... By the time the late 60s, early 70s came, they had to revamp themselves because market sales had gone down. So they created Adventure Team, which was a man of action. Adventure Team wasn't part of the war. He, he took you the secret of the, uh, the mummy, um, uh, a lion. He, he went to catch the gorilla. Um, uh, so he was a man of action. Anyhow, I say that because Mego decided, let's downscale. We'll go from 12-inch and we'll go down to a 7-inch figure. And that's where Mego came in. And uh, when I'd go with my aunt and, you know, maybe had a, they were $3.99 back then. But I was telling, you know, Javier that $3.99 at five years old could have been $39.99 for all I cared. Uh, it was a lot of money. But, you know, birthday money. And like I tell them, uh, I used to sing and dance for uh, my tios when they would get drunk. And they would, throw me, they would throw me a little bit of money, you know. I'd get up there with the little escoba.
0: Act like, you know,
2: air guitar. And they they give me money. And as soon as I got a pocket full of money, four or five bucks, I was like, somebody here is taking me to Toys R Us on the way home. Because I could get a $3.99 Mego and I can get a, a Hot Wheel, you know, which probably back then was like 47 cents. And, uh, um, you know, maybe two if I was lucky. <clears throat> but I knew some way, somehow, I was coming home with a toy. Uh, you know, so, so Mego, I think, was my first start and uh, like I was telling Javier they did all the lines they did Marvel they did DC they did a uh, uh, um, Star Trek and uh, I didn't even know what Star Trek really was at five years old But it was a figure and I was gonna buy it if that's the only ones they had on the uh, on the pegs
0: mm-hmm. So, um, With all that being
2: said their first thing was Migos yeah, okay. then what I would I, I would have to say after Migos uh, that, so that was the early '70s. Migos lasted a long time. Uh, 1977, Star Wars came out. It flipped my wig. It changed everything. I was I was, uh, uh, I was nine years old. I saw that movie, and honest to God, it, it was magical. It was like it, it was indescribable. I, I collected the car, and mind you, my dad didn't take me to the movies till like almost a year later. The hype was there, and and you know, I I didn't get a chance I didn't get a chance to uh, watch it while it was while it was hot. But I collected all the cards and I read them front and back. I knew everything about that damn movie before I went and saw it. So, 1978 came. Oh, well, here's the deal: 1977, Star Wars couldn't produce the toys. They 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 sold what they had an early bird package. They sold you a piece of paper telling you if you pre-buy this. When it comes out, you will get four figures in the next few months. So that was uh, the early bird package. So 1978 came. Uh, 1978 came, and I, what do you call it? Um, I asked everybody for my birthday party. Remember the backyard parties? You just had a cake and jello? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a backyard party, and I said, like, Mama, mm. I just want Star Wars. Tell everybody just Star Wars. I don't want nothing else. Mm. So... Back then, I think figures were like $2.99, and again, it, at today's cost, that was roughly what they are now, you know, $12.99 at Target for, for a carded, you know, three and three-quarter inch figure, but um, so my birthday came, and uh, you know, we all sat around the table, blew out the cake, and it was time to open the gifts. I knew by the size of the little package that, oh man, there's figures in here, so <laughs> I opened it up, I got Chewbacca, I think. I threw my hands in the air and I was excited. My birthday could have ended right then and there and I was happy. So then after that I opened the next one, I got 3PO. Then I opened another one, I got Vader and I was like, that was it, you know, I, I, was in, I got three figures already and to me that was, you know, that was like buying the whole wave. And uh, So then my mom said, okay Mio, this is from mama, she had a little square box, maybe the size of a, a Marvel Legends box right now or a NECA box. I opened that sucker up and it was the lands beater. I think you know I it. fell to one knee and put my hand over my forehead. I, I couldn't believe that I got something, you know, and then to, you know, uh, there was other figures out. There was bigger ones, the TIE fighter, the X-wing, but you know, uh, I don't think we had the money for that. Um, I don't think we had the money for that. So, uh, and, and regardless, my mom went to the store on her own and bought me something that I asked for and that she knew I really wanted. And uh, I opened, she says, here, otra vez. You know, here, here's another one. There's a little one Wrap. I got oh, Luke. Yeah. So for my birthday that day, I got the Land Speeder from Kenner. Yeah. I but got I... Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, Darth Vader, and C-3PO. I got a story to tell you. After everybody went home... And I got to play by myself with my figures. Here All here four here. of them rode in that sucker that night. Nah. Vader was their friend. <laughs> he was like, ah, he gets front row, uh, or front seat. Because I, I, that's who I had. You know, I didn't even know Vader was his dad. Do you, do you still have those figures? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's I, I still have about those. About I'm not sure too. about the Landspeeder, because I've, I've, I've had a, my same storage unit oh, since cool. 1992, full of toys, uh, almost 100% full of yeah. toys. So I found a lot of my figures, and I do have a lot of my extra figures. That's
1: pretty cool, man. Yeah, I know. Um, what about the NECA ones? Or the NECA ones, uh, do you still have any of those? The uh, NECA? Uh, no. The I ones that you... Uh, Migo? There, no,
2: you know the Migo. So we moved from Los Angeles when I was uh, seven going on eight. And uh, I think when we got here, I played with a lot of stuff. You know, uh, Migos was just, you know, uh, just incredible. I mean, you, you bought those at Kmart. So when we go for a family thing to go buy something at Kmart, I was, I was like, Mama you know where i'll be but i got scolded before i even got to the toy aisle she grabbed me by the arm and she would tell me look you better not touch nothing because there's cameras and the people are watching you and you're a little kid i didn't care i didn't leave that aisle there wasn't going to be no child abduction they were going to get me away from that aisle you know uh so my mom my dad you know my little sister they, they walked around kmart the entire store and i could stay there looking through each figure over and over looking at the front Looking at the back, just devising ways in my mind. What could I do to come back so I can buy another figure or two? So that's when uh, I was 10 years old and uh, I was probably about 68 pounds, man. I started a lawnmower business and uh, I I had to find ways to get money. So I would wake up in the mornings and um, it was a little the old school lawnmower that didn't have an engine the, the rotary one or you, you pushed it and I was telling you man I was flaquito dude I was it took all the strength I had to mow a lawn but they would I would knock on the door and everybody in the neighborhood knew, knew me yeah Georgie I'd say uh, uh, do you need your grass mowed you know how much I'd say eight bucks for everything you know eight bucks and I said eight bucks because they were always nice and they tipped me so I always got ten bucks or something but uh I would take that little rotary lawnmower, do their yard. I brought my own rake, I brought my own broom, and I brought my own edger, that little round one with the little sharp teeth. Yeah. And you did the edger, <laughs> and I swept up, and I made their yard look nice, and they gave me ten bucks. So, when they handed me ten dollars, I, I, I was I was I, I knew I was so appreciative, and they were too. Um, That's two figures. Yeah, that was two figures, and at the end of the day, if I did three yards. At 10 years old, I had 30, 35, 40 bucks. I was like, "Uh-uh, this is not lasting till tomorrow." Somebody is taking me to Toys R Us and Marina, Marina Boulevard, because I already lived here. And uh, by the time I got there, at, at, at 10 years old, uh, Migos were, were were pretty much discounted. Um, they they weren't so big in 1978. They were still there, but uh, later characters: Spider-Man, you know, Hulk, the Thing, uh, Green Goblin. Uh, Guys like the lizard and villains sat on the pegs. You know, kids weren't really buying those. So I could get, uh, was he the lizard or Dr. Lizard? Uh, I could get Green Goblin and uh, uh, the little guy from Batman. Mixoplex. Yeah. Yeah, Mixoplex. I got him um, because sometimes that's all that was left. The main superheroes were typically uh, sold from the shelves. But um, I... uh, So what was the thing back then? The thing back then? uh, That everybody wanted in Nigos. Uh, well, Meagle started, you know, the, the, uh, the toy world had opened up at that point because you watch Saturday morning cartoons, which is a throwback yeah. these days. You watch Saturday morning cartoons, you got your bowl of cereal, and you sat in front of the TV, and you saw commercials for all the toys. And uh, um, at that point, my mind was just spinning. That's what I want. Somehow I'm getting that. You know, they had these old cars uh, called uh, Crash'em, Smash'em derbies. Uh, they had a little black rubber wheel in the middle and that pull string Yeah, and yeah. the car would take off and once it bumped into another car, the hood came off, the trunk came off, the doors came off. So it was like uh, a... Uh, 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 like uh, a chain pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, we, you know, um, I found a way to get those. Um, uh, just, I, I didn't have any specific lines. I wanted toys. I wanted action figures. I wanted Hot Wheels, uh, you know, Matchbox. Uh, Hot Wheels was over Matchbox for me at that point, uh, they just had different styles, different colors, um, uh, and Matchbox, and you, you got a racetracks. Uh, um, but for me, it didn't matter really. You know, uh, as long as I got some sort of toy, a new action figure or a new car, I was set. You know, and uh, of course, when you're little, you know you don't have that much money, so you buy one figure, but you're always looking at the back of the backer car. Dreaming yeah. of, I'm gonna get that oh, one next. I'm gonna get that gonna get one, get now, that one yeah. next. I want that one, you know. So yeah. stuff like that really, really sat with me, and I took care of my toys. You know, my mom never. Here's here's one of the things my mom did. She first of all, she never really let me take my toys out. She she, you're gonna lose them. You're gonna lose pieces. Uh, they're gonna steal them. Whatever the case was, I was bummed because. When you watch toy commercials back then, action figures. Yeah, you saw the little rivers. You saw, you saw, you saw the little mountains. You saw the backgrounds, and and then you got home. All you had was your dresser and the carpet. (laughs) You know. But my mom, she didn't let us take out my toys, so therefore they were pretty much preserved. I mean, I played with them in the room. I, I could, you know, on a rainy day. I look forward to rainy days because that means I could stay in my room, have a friend come over, and we set up. On the dresser, on the uh, in my closet, on the bed, on the ledge, on the step, wherever we could, we set up forts. That's what we call it. Let's make a fort for the figures, and we set up little little uh, uh, places for them to play. So okay,
1: hold on, you're mm-hmm. going into that. Yeah. right now. Did you ever, when you were a kid, it, I don't know if you guys ever played outside. I played outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took my toys uh-huh. outside. You hacía I used to, to make caves. Yep, yep, I did. I used to oh. make rooms. Oh. And I like the fact that I could get on the floor. I don't care yeah, if yeah. it was on the dirt. I, I didn't did. care. I was flat on my stomach with my face down to the ground with my figure inside walking in the tunnels. And all I would do is just sit there and
2: look. Oh, you would
0: put water. I wouldn't play yeah. with. You. You make oh, I did. Yep, yep. Yeah. I did. Yeah, so yeah. Like when I'd I'd I
2: make chairs and put them against the, the wall, soldiers, what, the, the little soldiers, the little soldiers, the little, soldiers, chairs, the little the green wood, ones, the prepos Yeah, the, the, I, the of yeah I would. All of that. I would get in the garden. I would go in the garden in front of the house, and I would let the water hose go for like an hour. I wouldn't even tell my mom. And it would flood everything. I wanted the grass and everything soggy so I could make Dagobah for my uh, Yoda. <laughs> I'd put Yoda out there. I'd put the X-Wing. And I'd put the uh, the X-Wing uh, Luke okay. when he had the little outfit. And then yeah. they came out with, uh, uh, in 83, they came out with the Bespin one. He came out the little uh, tan grayish outfit. Yeah. 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 Remember, he flew back. And that's what, yeah, that's what he wore when he went to go yeah. see uh, Yoda on yeah. Dagobah. Yeah. So. You know, at that point, I was in the mud, you know, and I was a little, I was already yeah. a little bit older, but I was in the mud doing everything. You know?
1: So my thing was, caves, and I loved the rain.
2: Oh I yeah. I could go
1: outside, lay on the concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had a swamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right here to me is a swamp. All of that right <laughs> this there. This is where you grew up,
2: huh? Huh? Is this no, is where, where you grew up? up? Okay. I grew up in TJ, bro. Okay. It was even better. <laughs> yeah, yep. Oh, I remember this. The bigger hollow plastic cars, the hollow plastic cars with the they just had like the hot wheel or the hot wheel axle, the long piece of metal on the two hollow oh, plastic yeah. wheels. Mm-hmm. The cheap cars? Yeah, yeah. Dude, we used to jump them off the curbs. those used to get air. Yeah. And they had a they had a, a General Lee looking okay. one. I think I have. One. And we would just <laughs> and then you hit the curb, boom, you know, measure your jump and stuff. Uh, those were like the ones our moms always buy because they were cheap.
1: Yeah.
2: You could buy it, it's just a little plastic car. So uh-huh. do you think you were mentioning earlier that
0: your mom would uh Make you keep the stuff. Oh, yeah. right? Is that is that one of the main reasons why you're you're pro like opening and stuff?
2: No, you know, it's not so much a pro opening. You know, to everybody to each their own. I know they see me online and they think I'm pushing listen. If you save all your stuff twenty years from now and you open your bin and you still have it saved. You, you might not even be into it anymore, it's not going to be that hot anymore, it's not going to be the latest Black Series, it's not going to be the latest NECA out, it's not going to be the latest Marvel Legends wave. Listen, when I was little everybody took everything out, therefore 15 years later when, when people wanted to buy them again, most of them, it was more rare to have on card. Yeah. So you get a toy today that's manufactured and the company is producing 25,000, 24,500 of them are not being opened. This stuff is gonna be around perfect in the next 20 years. So, for you trying to say, hey man, I'm gonna save it because they go up in price. They go up when they're hot. When this yeah. wave came out, it's so the first lady Deadpool, she's hot. Yeah. You buy it for 20, you can sell it for 25, 30 bucks maybe. When it dies down, and it's not it's so hot, 15 or 20. you're 15 or 20, on a good day, you can get it for 10. But but you gotta look at it like this too. If it's gonna be in your personal collection, yes. you're never yep. gonna get rid of it. Open it. That's it, Here's another thing. If you if you open it in your personal collection and everything, listen, stuff sells loose. Some guys Some guys want it for the shelf, some guys wanted to take pictures. Some guys have one already set aside. But they want one to open. So it's a good time for them to buy one loose. Because in their mind, they're like, I'm never opening the one I got. I'm keeping this at mom's house up in the closet or in the garage. But now I got one that I can twist, I can bend, I can pose, I can take pictures of. So for me, it's not so much, I'm not so much pro it. I'm like, listen, if you want any of this stuff boxed or carded in you'll, the future, they're saving it, there's there's 10,000 collectors right now saving it for you, they're not letting it get bent, they're not letting it get scratched, they're not letting it get dented, they're not letting it get faded, they have stored them away in plastic bins at their mom's house in a garage for you in, later because I guarantee you later on in life they're either going to get married. They're going to get kids, they're going to want a car, they're going to want to buy a home, and they're going to open those bins and they're going to look at them and go, I don't even want this. What are you going to give me this for? Yeah. They they just want it. And that's when, if you're still a toy collector, then those are the great deals that you come up on. Hey, Because right now, all the older toys, you can find Power Rangers, you could find Thundercats, you could find old He-Man, you could find... Cops. You could find Transformers. Albeit Transformers are a little bit harder. Yeah. Uh, people people really took those out and played with them. They're they're a little bit more rare. But um, toys from the 90s. Toys from the people who collected in the 90s saw what was. Happening with toys from the 70s and 80s that they were commanding bigger prices, not so everybody little, in the though. 90s decided, "I'm not opening anything. I'm saving these." Not when you were little, because I. I not when, yeah yeah. Know, not when you were little. Like definitely. Me.
0: Shit, I opened. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for
2: sure. There was two types of collectors. There was guys who but bought I was, stuff. I was
0: young, you know. I was a. For was sure, a kid.
2: definitely. But loose kid. figures even sell because, like you, let's say uh, I'm, I'm talking to Eduardo. So Eduardo's, uh, you're mid 20s, right? Yeah. Yeah, mid 20s. So. If he's buying stuff from 10, 15 years ago, he was a real little guy, you know. So he was 10 years old. Nostalgia factor. Yeah, nostalgia factor. So when he goes to the swap meet and he sees a loose gargoyle or he sees a loose uh, uh, figure from the Batman Animated, he's like, I want that. Not because so much that, that it's carted and now, oh, man, this goes for so much. On eBay, it's worth it. He wants it because it takes him back to his youth. It takes him back to a time when he didn't have to pay rent he didn't have to pay a car note he didn't have to buy diapers and formula uh his money was for him you know uh and there was no worries back then you know when you're little um so you know uh uh as far as me opening them uh i just think you're missing out once you get past that fact that hey man oh, the these badly, are mine the i went into target and i paid 19.99 2154 after taxes Why am I saving it? If you didn't want to open it, leave it at the store and look at it every time you walk in. But if you buy and you open it and you get over that fear of, oh man, but the value, I see these going for so much on eBay. Be glad you didn't pay that price. My my thing is this, so you get a rare figure. I bought it when it first came out at Target or Walmart. I go to the shelf and I see it for $19.99 and I look at it and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna get it. Come to find out it was a one per case or, or something, uh, it, was, it was really rare and they're not making it no more. All of a sudden they're $80 on eBay. I don't want to sell mine for 80 because all I'm going to do is buy four more Marvel Legends and then I'm going to be stuck without a figure that I really want. So for me, when I look at a figure, I'm holding it in my hand for visual purposes so, so you guys can see, I'm holding a Lady Deadpool. Let's say I went to Walmart and I bought it for 20 bucks but now she's worth 85 bucks on eBay. I could care less because I pay 20 bucks. I'm not that guy who has to pay 85 to add it to his collection now. So with that said, I can open it up. But you get a lot of collectors who look at me and go, "Dude, that thing's worth 85 bucks now." Well, 85 bucks? Okay, 85 bucks. That's four pay, figures, and I'll use that five yeah. bucks to go buy three rotacos. tacos. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's spent. Yeah. You know, and then it's spent, and then yeah, it's you're fun. you're left without a but figure that, that you don't have. Yeah. You know, so so. Especially if you
0: really wanted the figure. If you,
2: yeah, if you, especially if you really wanted the figure, you know. So there's there's a there's a, there's a give or take, you know, uh, to everything and. Um, Hey, hey man, by all means, if you're collecting Minton card, good for you, you know, but at some point, rip one open and I guarantee you'll have a different perspective and before you know it, you're going to say, why am I saving these? You're gonna have an uh, opening party and you're gonna rip them, you know, open. Hey man, but if you decide to keep them closed, that, that's cool too. Yeah, put it you back know? in the package. Yeah, put hey, every package today, NECA, Marvel Legend, it's collector-friendly packaging. Take a little razor blade, cut that little tape on the back, open it up, play with it. If you don't want it, put it back in, you know? What, ask yourself at that point, what are you really saving it for? Because today I, I feel do. most collectors get into this frame of mind that it's a, it's a competition to say, oh, I got that one, I got that one. Look at my room, I got 50 figures uh, thumbtacked <laughs> on a wall. Uh, uh, you know, okay, so you got 50 carded figures thumbtacked on a wall. Um,
0: half or more that you don't really care
2: yeah, about? A, a, yeah, you know, possibly half or more that you don't really care about. But in the end, you could take all those out. Have, you know, a lot of fun with them. Okay, but you know, I, I, I let me digress. Fun for everyone. Is it's different. different. It's different. And for me, um, uh, like I, I, I know a guy in the collectors world. Uh, Jacob, uh, uh, Jacob takes some awesome pictures of his figures. He likes to collect stormtroopers. You know, troopers is his thing. But he takes them out. He takes them to the beach. He takes them uh, to little streams. He takes them out rocks. Puts them in a garden. He he does some really awesome stuff. Now, for the mint and card collector, if you're gonna stare at the box. And everybody, all you could tell when somebody has when somebody is worried about taking it out because it might lose value, they all have the same excuse. Oh man, I just think it looks so cool in the box. No, what you're telling us is hell no, this thing might go up in price, you know. And uh, um, I'm 50 with all the toys that I got, all the action figures. If I saved every one of them right now, I'd need a mansion just to store all my boxes. But when I open them all up, man, I could take a table full of figures, fifty figures, and it'll fit in one small little plastic bin, yeah. loose. Uh, for me, you know, space space is an issue. You know, uh, well, I guess not. I've had storage since nineteen ninety two, so we could scratch that last comment. You you can edit that out. <laughs> but you know, hey, no, but it, it's the thing is of of. of
1: the feel in your hand Definitely. the smell of the
2: plastic yeah.
1: even look in the box look yeah. how they they're displaying yeah, it yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's meant to be shown like yeah. that not yeah. in the in the package you know standing up the way it is No, nah, it's control. meant to you know hold its weapon it's meant to you know man take your imagination to wherever you
2: know. on, on a quick end note on this little thing just think about it man when you you have a carded one at home or a mint you know a boxed one if you take that out I guarantee you there's 25 other thousand of that same exact figure. So don't worry, you'll be able to get it in the future. You can get it back whenever you want. Play with yours in the time being. Set it up on a shelf. Set it up on a dresser. Go buy a detox case from Ikea, they're they're, they're 60 bucks. You can buy them on Craigslist for 30 bucks, people getting rid of them. Take your figures out, display them man, admire them. You put in a lot of hard work, a lot of effort and a lot of money into it, have some fun with it. Mm
0: With all that being said, thank you, George, for, that, for that, uh, those words. No uh, problem, no problem. It really, no problem. really uh, helps clear out some stuff. And then, like you said, it's all meant to be played with and have some fun, you know. But I really, really want to get into wrestling. You were right. Um, I think you were born just when it all started. Yeah. I guess. So you saw it from the beginning. When it was getting good.
2: Yeah, when it was getting good. I mean, uh, so, so. Uh, if you guys follow me on uh, Instagram, it's uh, One Shots World underscore GD. Um, I post a lot of pictures of uh, wrestling figures, and uh, that's that's one of the things that I like to collect. Um, I don't do much retail. Uh, um, uh, I, I I do. I'm in the stores all the time, looking at stuff, uh, checking out stuff. I love all the Marvel Legends. I love all the NECA. I love all that uh, the DC stuff. Um, uh, I look at uh, diecast. I love Monster Jam. I probably got about 200 Monster Jam trucks uh, myself. Um, uh, I, I like everything and anything in the toy aisles, but I really pick and choose. You know uh, uh, what I got? If something catches my eye, I'll get it. Now. Contrary to popular belief I do like Marvel Legends I know I, I joke and I tease on the, on, the, on the different forums And different pages I love them uh, I like the look of them I like the articulation For pictures um, do, you, do you guys know uh, Mike Odom? Odom uh, figuration Oh man, that guy He knocks it out the water, man I mean, you know He, he, he kills it uh, he, he has so much fun with his figures, man it, It's just awesome uh, Anyhow, as far as the wrestling figures go Um, That's one of the things that I do look for in the toy aisles. Um, Here's a little note, though. It seems like all the message boards always are are, are, uh, mainly the talk is Marvel Legends, Star Wars Black Series, Funko Pops, and, you know, Diecast. I'm wondering, how come every store that I visit, all the latest wrestlers are always gone? But nobody's Nobody's you know, talking about them I think
0: what it is Are they undercover? I think what it is, is 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 the stigma Of
2: You still watch not, wrestling?
0: Yeah Yeah I think that's what it is Yeah you know, you like, know
2: what Hey hey, but, you, know.
0: you know You gotta take into consideration That most of these people Were born right in the freaking Dude Vince McMahon Is a fucking genius Yeah he is Like you know Yep We created stories For every single Yeah For every single one Yep like, yep
2: They're real life superheroes Yeah
0: it's freaking nuts
2: Yeah real life superheroes So Eduardo and uh, uh, Javier were asking me, when did the wrestling start? Well, all right. I I got a cool story for you guys. Okay, so I have a a younger brother. He's five years younger than me. We were so into wrestling. I mean, this was uh, 1984. And um, uh, we used to go visit my dad up in LA, my real dad. Uh, I'd go visit my dad up in LA and we saw a commercial for Universal Studios. And Universal Studios was having two wrestlers as a guest appearance. So we were like, this was in the summer. We said, Dad, we want to go to Universal Studios. So at, in 1984, a company called LJN came out with these rubber wrestlers. They, they were non-posable. They were, they were six, seven inches, seven-inch wrestlers, eight-inch wrestlers. And they were thick, heavy rubber uh, mm-hmm. molds. And uh, so my dad decides to take us to Universal Studios. So we, he buys the tickets, we get to the turnstiles, and to our surprise, they were giving out free LJN wrestlers on card. They Whoa. had these huge big boxes that could fit like a mini refrigerator. Um, and as you came through the turnstiles, they handed you one. Oh, dang. And at that point, me and my brother looked at each other like, oh okay, man. So I lucked out because my dad walked through, my dad handed me his. So I had two right off the bat. My brother had one. Adults were coming through the turnstiles and they were handing them. Okay, so 1984, LJN came out with five wrestlers in their first wave. It was Hulk Hogan in red and yellow. It was um, Andre the Giant with long hair. Uh, It was the Iron Sheik. It was the Iron Sheik. Uh, uh, Who was the other one? Uh, Big John Studd and Superfly Jimmy Snuka. (laughs) So there was only five figures in that wave. When we went through the turnstiles, I think everybody coming through right after us saw the sheer excitement on our face. They started giving them to us. So I ended up with three and my brother got three. So uh, three in our hands uh, was, was like, it was the greatest, you know, they first came out. So um, by the end of the day, uh, we had saw people and they were holding them adults. We were walking up to random people. And we were asking them, "Did you want that? We'll buy that from you so uh, at the end of the day, I was able to get one from somebody else, not the end of the day, but during the day. So I got one more and on the back of the backer card was five picture, you know five five figures. I had four out of the five already, and my brother ended up getting another one too. so we pieced together. Four out of the five figures from the 1984 LJN uh, Wrestling Superstars, is what they were called. So that night we went home, ripped them all out the package, man. We were so excited. Uh, uh, You know, me and my brother would wrestle each other and we had the figures, and uh, you know, we were, you know, back then the big thing in wrestling was who could slam Big John Studd? Well, the three other figures that we had slammed Big John Stud that night. <laughs> you know, so I, I used
1: to like, because I, I had the Andre of the Giant and I liked it because it was the biggest one out of, yeah. out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: He was big. And uh, uh, yeah, so the next day, uh, my family, my, my Mexican size from uh, San Gabriel, my dad lived in San Pedro. So uh, my mom would be at my Tia's house and uh, that's when, you know, we'd come back to San Diego. So she dropped me off uh, for the night. And that night, me and my cousin went to uh, Kmart. We got on the beach cruisers, we rode to Kmart, and bam, I got the last one that I needed. And back then they were $7.99, which was, that was pretty freaking expensive. So you probably paid like 10 bucks for for a total of all of them, or what? Uh, I probably paid what's that? Like 10
0: 15 bucks for all of
2: them. Uh because no no no, I only had to buy free, one. Right? I only, uh, yeah yeah yeah. So but you uh, got one for f- Yeah, one? I think uh, I think she only took 5 bucks from oh, us. Okay. It was a lady that I got mine from and then the next day was 799 yeah, so, so you're right, like 13 five, bucks. Five, yeah. <coughs> 13 <laughs> bucks, but I went to Kmart. Dude, I drove home. We rode home. And that was it. So that was the beginning of wrestling figures. So at that point uh, they were pretty popular. Uh, 1984 came out. 1985, uh, a new wave came out. Well, a- end of 84, they came out with Nikolai Volkov, and they did a couple two-packs, uh, which are rare. And the two-packs came in a, 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 a window box. They came in a window box, and they came out with British Bulldogs, brown tag team belts, uh, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik, uh, which were sold as singles. They came out with... Didn't
1: um, they have a Bruce uh, beef thing?
2: Uh, Brutus Beefcake. I, I don't know if they did a two-pack with Brutus Beefcake and uh, uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, yeah. which were the dream team. Yeah. Those were um, those were uh, um, in single packs. So here's the deal. Right now we got a nice toy community with Benny and Eduardo helping each other out on the hunt. Back then we were on the hunt. So my friends who collected wrestlers, we searched stores that barely had toys like Sears and Montgomery Ward's. Only had a little bit. They didn't carry as much as Target, uh, as Jemco, uh, 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 um, as, uh, you know, Toys R Us. So we were combing those stores daily looking for LJN wrestlers. And, you know, we'd get a call, hey, I found a drugstore in Ocean Beach. They got King Kong Bundy, but it's like $10.99. I don't care. We're in the car. (laughs) We went to the drugstore. He said, here it is in the back. You got it, King Kong Bundy. And then... uh, Brutus Beefcake we bought at um, Sears. You know, Sears didn't have much figures, but they had assortments that the stores didn't get. So, okay, so that's 1984. Um, another company came out with some that looked like He-Man figures, Remco. Remco came out with AWA figures, but they had Ric Flair, they had the Road Warriors, they had um, uh, Vern Gagne, Jumpin' Jim Brunzel, the High Flyers, and, um, you know, that, that was pretty much the start of uh, my wrestling figure collection.
1: No, I just wanted The George the Georgia Animal Steel wasn't the...
2: Uh, yeah. one With the green tongue. Yeah, with and, the green tongue. So, so here, here's the thing. When you guys are thinking about variants and uh, 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 different figures, wrestling figures did that back then too. And here's why they did it. So one of the big ones in the LJN wrestlers is, on the back of a package is a Ricky the Dragon steamboat. But he's got black, black, uh, black and red pants. Now, when the figure was released, it was only black pants. George the Animal Steel was pictured on the back with hair on his chest. But when you got the figure, there was no hair on his chest. Now, with today's day and age, there's so many people that come out with these fakes and they put them back on the blister cards. They're like, oh, I got that one when I was little. I was so excited when I saw the red pants. That's false. LJN did not produce that figure with red pants. Today, you could take a blister card off, you could paint a figure, you could put the blister card back on. To those without a good eye will think it's, it's real. Um, LJN has come out and said what happens is you have to send figures uh, before the toys actually produce so you send prototypes. This is what we want the figure to look like but due to cost measures or whatever something happens over in China at the factories they decide to go with a a solid color as opposed to fine detail stripes in it different colors laces on the boots whatever but during packaging when they got the show When the company's trying to show you, here's what we got coming out. If you always read on their product, maybe different different. than the actual product release, that always happens. But you know, you get jokers out there who are, you know, trying to prey on people and try to get, you know, somebody, oh no, this is an original, this is from the company. Nah, you know, hey, if you want to buy it, go ahead and buy it. Uh, You know, but um, LJN wrestlers continue to produce wrestlers until. Uh, I think like uh, the late 80s. By 1989, the the, the the market had slowed down. They didn't have as, uh, uh, they weren't making as many. And a company out of Canada, a French company out of Canada, bought the rights. I think they were called Grand Grand something. I forgot what it was. And they came out with what is known as the 89 uh, uh, backer cards. They were black backer cards. So L.J.N. Superstars were blue backer cards. They changed to 89. They rehashed a couple of the wrestlers, but they came out with wrestlers that were only a part of that assortment. And that assortment was not distributed uh, um, uh, nationwide um, or in big numbers. So there was a company, an online company, if you can believe it or not. Not online, I'm sorry, not online. In the wrestling magazines, in all the toy magazines, they took out an ad. They were called Wrestling Figures, Inc. They were out of New York, and you had to order them. The sad part was... Uh, they were exclusive pretty much to them because they, you know, they bought out the inventory or they could buy the inventory from Canada. Um, they were $14.99. Oh, and right there, hey. you slapped your forehead. They went from $7.99 to $14.99. No oh, different no. than today. Uh, uh, you know, uh, ordering from online figures are going to be a little bit more. But the 89 consisted of Ultimate Warrior, uh, Big Boss Man with a black nightstick. If you still have that nightstick, a lot of people in the wrestling figure world, they covet that nightstick. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, Andre the Giant with a black strap and short hair. It was a repaint of uh, Andre in a, a blue outfit. Um, there was a couple other ones. Uh, there was a couple figures on the back that never got produced. And uh, for a wrestling collector, those were ones that you really wanted. Bad News Brown, a Smash from Demolition, uh, Demolition, uh, uh, Brother Love. Uh, so by 89... Uh, They, 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 they had cut out um, uh, making them and that company uh, just wasn't producing them anymore. I managed to order them and I hope that company isn't in uh, um, business anymore because here's what I used to do. (laughs) I used to order uh, their figures and when I received them in the mail, like two weeks later, I'd open it up. I'd call them right away. Hey, I ordered these, but you guys didn't send them. You guys sent this one, this one, this one, because I always had more, extra huh? carded ones. Yeah. So I did that like three or four times before they were like, I packed that myself. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know what happened. Uh, I ended up getting an adorable Adrian Adonis and a, a you know, a, a, a hacksaw Jim Duggan. And I ordered Ultimate Warrior, you know, anyhow, uh, that ship ran dry, uh, but I was able to Pick up because I just couldn't afford the fourteen ninety nine. It was tough already at that point, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, those were one of the uh, tricks of the trade that I. Did. I know it's not good, but hey, you know I was young and uh, I needed to get my plastic crack fix. Uh, so, uh, do you From want? The, you know, I'll jump into. Do you want
0: it, the other? What uh, one six go?
2: No, no, no. I still oh. got the wrestling. Okay. So, so, so yeah. uh, as far as the wrestling goes, um, that was it for the early stages. That's what really set it off was the uh, Remco figures. And, and the um, uh, uh, Remco was called Wrestling All-Stars or All-Star Wrestling figures. Um, there were like little cheap did KB they, knockoffs. Did they also make Karate Kid? Yeah, 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 did, they, they did Karate Kid, yeah, yeah, uh, Remco, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, they made those. So Remco was another pretty big toy company that was making uh, uh, action figures to pretty much go with other stuff. They made their figures look like He-Man figures, but they weren't, they were fantasy warriors. Um, kind, of, uh, kind of like what
0: Funko is doing with the, with the DC Primal. Yeah, with the right? DC
2: Primal, they look like those, mm-hmm. you know, they look like those. But they, they were they were good to go with your other figures. Now, Remco figures were smaller in size, they were He-Man size, as opposed to... Uh, The big LJN rubber one. So by 1989, LJN uh, quit and then it became the Hasbro era. For those of you not familiar with the Hasbro era, that was like 1990. Maybe 1991 when Hasbro uh, came out, they were the ones with the little action. Yeah, they were the ones with the little action features. Did you have those, man? Yeah, buddies? I had yeah. a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the so ones where you twist? They yeah, twist you twist. And yeah, you twist. They had the little arm punching yeah. action, slam action. You know, whatever the case was. At first, I gotta tell you, man, I looked at those and I was like garbage. You know, because I I'd, I'd spent a lot of money collecting these LJN ones, and I would go to the store and the price point. They were at Playco Toys. In San Diego, Playco was another chain of smaller toy toy, toy shops. So, uh, yeah, Playco Toys. So they, they used to have a motto because, you know, Toys R Us was your big one. And uh, you could buy at Target and Jemco and uh, Kmart. Um, but Playco was your little neighborhood toy store. And uh, they knew it because their, their store motto was, uh, We're not the biggest, just the best. Uh, um, so at that point... I started going to Playco Toy Store on a convoy and uh, in Kearney Mesa and um, I was like, all right, it's wrestling, I'm hooked. I bought one, I bought two, before you knew it, I had like 70 of them things, man. And at $7.99 or $6.99 maybe they were, the price point was a little high for something that small, but uh, uh, they took, I got the ring, I still have my original ring and I still have all my original figures. Like anything else, as time went on and the line died out, the later, the later figures, uh, what they call a, uh, 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 what they call uh, green cards and uh, the purple cards, they, they were they were rare. You know, KBs used to blow them out if you could find them. And um, green card uh, Hasbro WWF figures they command big prices. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the one two three kid, he, he gets about 150 bucks online. What? Uh Adam Bomb. One two three kid came in two. Versions painted eyebrows and no eyebrows. So, apparently, X Pac tells the story you know, aka the one, two, three kid, Sean Waltman that um, uh, on a plane ride, uh, Mr. Perfect has shaved his eyebrows off when he was asleep. So, uh, he was set to go do his figure. So, when he shows up for the promo, he doesn't have his eyebrows. So, Hasbro made the figure. To look just like him, and it didn't come with eyebrows. Now, that, that that might be a wrestling story. I don't know if that was true or not, but I think uh, uh, X Pac has told that story on a uh, on a couple different occasions. So you know, uh, with that said, you know that the in early '90s was a uh, WWF Hasbro, and then uh, eventually it turned into the uh, Jacks Pacific uh, Bone Crunching series. When those came out, wrestling. Hadn't been on the shelves for a while, so they took a few years off, and then about 1995, I think it was, uh, the Hasbro bone crunching uh, figures came out. Uh, Goldust, Diesel, uh, um, uh, uh, Razor Ramon, um, British Bulldog, those guys had come out, and uh, it started me all over again. So, you know, wrestling figures were on the toy shelves, which, of course, I was still going on, and... um, uh, I bought a lot of Jack's Pacific, and then now I, I, I buy the Mattel. But, with you know, I transitioned into a 1-6 scale, which is, you know, 12-inch figures. And as a kid, I had, you know, G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu Grip, uh, Bullet Man. If you look up Bullet Man, that was that – so I'd like to so get I one mean, now. Just to
1: give you that mobster right there walking well, through, that. that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dad. He's got the mob glasses, he's, he's hot coffee.
2: Okay, so we were talking about uh, uh, me transitioning into 1-6 scale. So uh, I had bought a company came out, and they, they were called uh, The Ultimate Soldier. Well, 21st Century Toys, and they made uh, a figures called The Ultimate Soldier. And those were um, like G.I. Joes. They came with a lot of accessories, weapons, removable clothing, boots, hats. Uh, they came out with... Um, uh, Jeeps, uh, uh, motorcycles, everything that you could. So those were in the aisles at Walmart and Target. So and Toys R Us. So I started buying those and uh, was really nice. You know, uh, GI Joe uh, was making a comeback. Uh, they were in the shelves again. Small figures, three and three quarter, as well as a twelve inch. The GI Joe stuff I wasn't so much into, uh, but the uh, Ultimate Soldier, the articulation was just was just really really good. And then somebody introduced me to uh dragon figures uh dragon models limited was a company that produced models and then they came out with these fully articulated figures their face sculpts were a lot more detailed the weapons were really detailed and the clothing the stitching on them and the zippers and pockets was just through the roof and at that point when i bought my first one and held it in my hand it was like being eight years old all over again holding amigo uh the feeling was I have to have more of these. And when I say I have to have more of them, I probably end up with about 500 more. <laughs> 500 more easily, pretty quick. And uh, we we built a nice community. So back then, this was uh, late 90s, maybe 1998, 99. Uh, we had a big group and 1-6 uh, was the flavor of the month, man. It was the big stuff. We formed a group out here called uh, Sandash. S-A-N-D-A-S-H, and it stood for San Diego Action Scale Hobbyist. So we would meet each other online, and then we'd have get-togethers at a random member's house. There was a guy named Jason, AKA Shaolin Shammo. He was one of the, the guys who raised his hand and said, hey, I'm hosting a little gig at myself. And keep in mind, most of us, internet was pretty new, but most of us would meet in the toy aisles. You'd see the same guys looking at the same toys, so we'd all talk. Hey, man, you're into that, I'm into that, you hear about this guy having a meet at his house? So Jason, uh, he was married to a Mexican girl, and they were from Riverside. So they went up to Riverside, and they brought this food. It was almost like a pollo loco. It was called a Juan Pollo. So he catered the event with Juan Pollo, oh, okay. which was, you know, he had you know frijoles, arroz, tortillas, yeah, everything, everything there. And we had good food there, man. And uh, we all brought our figures, buy, trade, and sell. Um, uh, you opened a figure back then, you stripped it down. You had nude bodies. You had pants, you had jackets, you had hats, you had sunglasses, you had uh, uh, weapons, pistols, pouches, swords, whatever you could think of. And we sold and bought and traded with each other. Um, and we did set up dioramas. And we took pictures and we shared them. So that was pretty much the community back then was, was, was really, really big. And we, we, would have, we would have 25 guys at a house. Everybody was into 1-6 scale and we're showing off their stuff. So we'd have him at different members' house. And, uh, um, you know, we were fortunate enough to, one of the kings of G.I. Joe's, Daryl DePriest. Daryl DePriest worked for Hasbro up until recently. He took in charge of the uh, Star Wars line. He first went to G.I. Joe and then he took over Star Wars uh, as part of their marketing uh, team. Daryl lived in Rancho Bernardo. He invited us to his house. His house was crazy with original, original G.I. Joe's, yeah. all original G.I. Joe's. So Daryl has a few books out, a couple books. Daryl DePriest, and uh, such a great guy. But the community was very strong. And uh, after Dragon Models, new companies started coming out. BBI, Blue Box Incorporated. Um <laughs> Uh, just different manufacturers. Everybody who can come out with a 12-inch figure came out. So that's where I'm at today. Uh, I distribute 1/6 figures. So if you guys are ever interested and in look at them, you know, here's a little shameless plug. Um, I do sell 1/6 figures um, to people who don't collect 1/6 figures. They pretty much refer to them as hot toys. Uh, for people who collect hot toys or you know, 12-inch figure, yeah. No, the Hot Toys is a brand. They're they're a brand. that uh, have highly detailed figures. Um, they're out of Hong Kong, um, but there are plenty of other uh, great companies out there. Damn Toys, D E A M T O Y S. Damn Toys makes uh, great figures, military figures. They have a line called Gangsters Kingdom. Um, uh, you also have uh, 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 D.I.D., which what is a, Dragon in Dreams. What about uh, the one that does the superhero ones and stuff like that? There... There, there's, there's, there's various ones. So here's how it works over in Japan. So in case you guys, a lot of you guys seem to think that everything is knockoff, quote-unquote. It's not knockoff. Um, I got two, uh, I got a very artistic guy ne- next to me, uh, Javier Puentes, uh, that custom guy. He's great at painting, you know, he does head sculpts. Um, we can contact him. He'll do a head sculpt for us. Now, with all the people that everybody knows, uh, with all the people everybody knows, uh, uh, people who manufacture bodies, clothes, everything, you can piece together your own figure and market it. Um, limited runs, 200, 250 pieces. Um, however, uh, they're not licensed in that way. You know, Hot, Hot Toys pays a lot of money to get the Disney license for Marvel, for, for all... Um, uh, Star Wars figures. Therefore, they got to pass those costs on to you, so you you end up paying a big amount. Now, albeit their figures are a super high quality and very detailed, you can get these third-party figures for a lot less. Are they as highly detailed? In some cases, they're equal. Um, uh, but in some cases, a lot of cases, they're not. You know, um, but they're not trying to get $265 for a figure. You're only paying $150. You know, so so. There's a $150, you know, $100 price difference. Um, you know, and again, that's up to you as a collector, if you want something like that in your collection. Not everything is hot toys, though. Uh, it's 1-6 scale, 12-inch figures.
1: No, uh, it's an- an- another thing about your, your, you know, the figures you sell, and it's something that you've told everybody also, is that, you know, the price point is a little bit high for certain people. Yeah. But yeah. the way you you do it, I mean, yeah. you can come over here and say, oh, I want this figure, put in a little bit yeah. of cash
2: down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what Javier is saying to you is, uh, I sell one six figures, and I know the price point is a deterrent for a lot of you. You guys are retail shoppers, so you guys look and you see a $20 figure, it fits your budget, you buy one. But when you're buying the entire wave, Seven figures, seven times twenty. You're, you're you're spending a nice little chunk of change. <laughs> you're only a little ways off from buying a nice one six figure. Now you could go back to uh, 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 getting the smaller scale, the one twelve scale. That's perfectly fine too. But what I'm saying is, uh. Don't let the price be a deterrent because I do offer a, a cool layaway plan and I, I've got several customers, uh, Mike Rossetti, uh, Big Just, um, uh, uh, my boy Chris, um, they come uh, to the house, they see a figure they like, chances are they don't have $152, bu- 100 bucks in their pocket, um, they'll throw me down 50 bucks, and they'll say, hey man, I'll get, I'll get another uh, um, payday, you know, so with that said, you know, I, I'll work with you guys and... Uh, you know uh with with with, you know probably towards the end of this or you know with this podcast i just want to say that man i could talk toys all day long i like toys uh regardless of what you guys think i love 112 scale figures um uh everything and anything in between man i'll do hot wheels i'll do legos i don't buy legos but i love them uh i'll do uh funko pops i'm not above you know picking up one or two that i like there um uh, you know, my 12-inch figures. A bit of I, I like works. toys, man. I like toys, plain yep. and simple, and I can talk toys all day long. So, you know, if uh, we're coming up on the end here, man. I want to thank Eduardo for letting me rant you know for this past 45 minutes or whatever you know benny and uh javier i have met a bunch of great guys in this toy community and uh you know we're not just fellow collectors now we're all we're all friends man we're all friends we're all brothers and uh we're all here to help each other out and uh talk toys and have a good time man so i hope you guys enjoy all the you know the the few little stories that i had
1: george again it was a pleasure
2: you know anytime you're more than welcome it sounds I'm good man. man i had a lot of fun with you guys man keep this going continue to grow the more we talk the more we know and uh these podcasts can we can uh fine tune them and uh make them even better make them even bigger make them even more grand as time goes on oh, keep definitely. it up that's
1: that's the thing we want we want to reach all the, the collectors out there you know hey whatever you do it, it doesn't matter customs you know collecting action figures you know drawing art whatever we're all in the toy game we're We're all in the toy game so we're here for you know for you guys
0: uh with that being said i wanted to thank you personally because you were one of the first people that i've met uh when i first started selling especially at the VW. always giving me tips always yeah uh, helping out the fellow collectors um what was i gonna say Oh, we're definitely going to have to bring you on for a second time. That probably would be um, more to talk about the one-set scale. Because yeah. there's a lot of questions that I have good. about that stuff. And then also, um, that would probably be a video video. Sounds good. Well. I'm
2: down for it. I'm up for it. Anytime you guys want to talk toys, I'm the guy, man. World underscore GD. Hit me up. Guys, we're out.
0: Have a good one. Thank you guys for listening. This was episode
2: nine. Later, Ching Gator.